0: back to System in Trivia, the podcast where sometimes we have guests sitting silently in the background. This is Brent. I'm so engorged. <laughs> um, hey. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, for April Fool's, can we like, can we introduce ourselves as each other? <laughs> yeah! Oh, oh my gosh, for the
1: whole episode we should cover different segments. Yes,
2: we should.
1: What do you mean? Cool. Well, I'll just pretend to be you. Well, oh. back when I was working at the, uh, the hosting provider... <laughs> well, I...
0: We why have do the, you uh... always resort to that that weird nasal voice when you? <laughs> Jason, shut up! Don't interrupt me. me. <laughs> shut up, Jason. You're wrong. That's... You're dead wrong. Yeah, uh, I mean you usually are though. So you know, I guess that part's accurate. But like, you need, you need to work that. It- why is that so loud?
2: Because they're douchebags. That's why. You no, it's because I never.
0: Work. Oh, I, clo- I forgot to close the other one. Yep. Yeah, all right. Way there there editor, to go. I am sorry. Yeah, we've we've actually got a lot of uh, news items for this episode. Thanks to me. Yep, that's right. Yeah, you did a great job. We don't have too many discussion points, but they're gonna you know they're gonna be fairly. We'll talk detailed. more about the
1: news than we do other times, probably.
0: Well, well, Some no, we have. Things. I think it'll be the same amount of time relatively, but like there, there's a lot to talk about in the discussion. But instead of talking about talking, let's go ahead and, and talking. <laughs> Are you drinking? Uh, oh, I need to. I need to open this. I'm, this
2: is... I'm drinking, definitely.
0: Buckeye vodka, La Cologne, no, no, you have rum. no idea what I'm drinking
2: right now. You, you, you
1: called it for me though, because I, I still got another. Uh... Well, I understand how it sounds when you open
0: Fifth? it now.
2: Sixth? I can hear oh, it yeah. when you open it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, Peyton, what are you drinking?
2: PBR, Biach.
1: No shit. Yep. Look at you. Wow. Well, and I've got footsteps.
2: And I've got some vodka too, but you know. That's, oh, that's okay. Good. In case.
1: Good. Yeah. yeah. This one uh, will run out and. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I was drinking uh, Princess Yum Yum Raspberry Kolsch. I remember that. From Denver Beer Company. I've got my last can in my hand right now. Ooh, so, boy.
2: How is it? Is it good?
1: I love it. Yeah, it's, it's a good. great summer beer. And it's really hot here the last couple of days. It's been, like, above 100. <gasps>
0: oh, jeez. Really? Yeah. It's been warm here, but nothing like that.
1: It's, like, surprisingly humid, too. Normally, it gets humid in the afternoon, and then it rains, and then it goes back to being dry. But it just, like, hasn't really rained, so the humidity has just stayed...
0: That's that's kind of how New Orleans was, where it was just persistently humid, except for like 15 minutes after it rained. And it would rain like every day. Yeah. And then it would, you know, rain like heavy downpour for about 45 minutes. Then it was perfect for about 15 minutes. And then it got super humid again. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's been really humid here too.
2: It uh, has, Philly. It hasn't been as bad as, it hasn't been as bad as uh, what I'm used to, uh, Texas. I mean, it's definitely, uh, you
0: mm-hmm.
2: know. I kind of see Texas
0: more as like a dry heat though. No, 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 no. Unless you're in West Texas, I mean, then yes, but... Yeah, I mean, you're... it is
1: touching a fair amount of water.
0: Yeah, you guys are, are right on, like, that that other side of the Gulf, so yeah, right. good point. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and go to the news. Okay.
2: Oh, well, j
1: Yeah, so first news item, last episode I perhaps jumped the gun a little bit and announced that I was going to work for Apple, and uh, I was really struggling with the decision of whether or not to go to Apple or stay Uh, I got an offer from BioFrontiers, which is where I currently work, to stay, and, you know, I really had to consider whether or not I wanted to go sort of buy into that corporate lifestyle and and really start back over at the bottom and work in a, you know, right now I'm a big fish in a little sea. There's only six of us on my team. You know, in the building I work, majority of people know my name when I'm walking down the hallway. That's not going to be the case at Apple, right? So, um... I had actually sort of decided that I was going to sign the papers for Apple. So I got a physical offer and I filled most of the stuff out. And then the next day I called Apple because I wanted to clarify a section of the intellectual property agreement and non-disclosure stuff. And there was one section I was reading through that kind of made me feel like maybe the podcast was a conflict of interest.
0: Well, it it specifically mentions podcasting one of the, the media formats.
1: So I called them and I was like, hey, here's the deal. I have this podcast I'm a part of and I want to know if it's cool to keep the podcast if I come work for you. So six hours later, the uh, woman I was working with there, my sort of hiring agent, called me back and she was like, yeah, the podcast is definitely a conflict of interest. So if you come work at Apple, you have to give up your podcast.
0: Which is is bullshit. Yeah,
1: Yeah. So here's the thing. Like, I was already having a hard time deciding. I figured... The fact that it scared the shit out of me was a good indicator to me that I should go do it and try it and see what happens. And I think I still think it would have been a great opportunity. I think I would have learned a lot. You know, Apple, Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, Microsoft, whatever fucking company it might be. I'm not giving up something that I like to do outside of work for a job, you know, and 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 I already forced to. Yeah. Yeah, and I already felt that it was a sacrifice moving to California, because truth be told, if y'all haven't been to to Colorado, it's beautiful here. Like, I look out of my balcony, or or really just out my windows, and I see, you know, snow-capped mountains every day.
0: Also, California sucks. Sorry, (laughs) California listeners.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't, I'm not going to go that far. They do sort of, they, they have a lot of issues in California, though. I mean, seriously, water problems, the fact that they're, like, breaking off the United States, even though it's not fast enough.
0: Well, I was was mostly just referring to the individuals. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever. (laughs) The culture weirds me out, yeah.
1: Needless to say, I did not ever send the paperwork back to Apple to actually take the job there. And there's nothing I can do to change that now. So, uh, you know, as disappointed as some of you may be for whatever reason, realize that while it was a very difficult decision for me, it's one that I'm pretty aligned with at this point. I'm very comfortable staying here. I'm excited to take on a full-time position at BioFrontiers as opposed to a student. I'm excited to move forward at this research institution and, uh, you know, hopefully do some big things, make a difference, publish some papers. Ultimately, I'm going to see what happens, but
0: yeah, I mean, and you know, like I putting my distaste for Apple aside, you know, like I, it was your decision at the end of the day. So that's, um, I'm proud of you for that. So
1: yeah, well, thank you. And I have to say, like, ultimately, if, if, you know, another big player like Google reached out to me or something like that, I would still go interview.
0: Yeah, I think that's perfect. And I
1: would be just as unclear about my podcast at the until the very end as I was with Apple, because (laughs) Why
0: why would you be intentionally unclear about that?
1: Well, look at all the opportunity I got through Apple by not telling them. I guess. Here's the other thing, though. Apple has this policy where they will not Google you. They won't look at your Facebook. So the only things that are in bounds for them, according to their privacy policy for new hires, are LinkedIn and your resume. But if you go to my LinkedIn and, you know, we can put it in the show notes, the podcast is on there before my actual day job.
0: Yep. Yeah, same for me. It shows up before my my day job. So,
1: like, if Apple actually looked at my LinkedIn... Which is how they found me and first reached out to me.
0: They would have known.
1: They would have fucking known. But you know what? I got the interview experience. I can personally say I turned down Apple for what I believe to be a very good reason. That's it. You know? Tomorrow's a new day. I signed a lease here in Colorado. I'm moving next week. So this will be my last recording in the closet.
2: He's coming out, ladies and gents. I'm coming coming out, everybody. He's coming out of the closet. (laughs) Next
1: time you hear this voice, I will be outed.
0: Out and proud, as it were.
2: (laughs) Well... Uh, I have to agree with Brent. Uh, congratulations for for making a really tough decision. Yeah, uh, a lot of people probably would have would have gone ahead and, and taken the job and then been miserable at it. Obviously, you weren't. You weren't looking. They approached you. So kudos to you for for making. Uh, a good choice in your opinion. And you know, like I said, like I told you, uh, what, three months ago or two months ago? And when you said, uh, what should I do? And I said, look, you know, we're, we'll support whatever decision you make and we'll be mm-hmm. here for you with whatever, whatever we can do. And that same goes.
0: Call it selfish of me, but I'm kind of really glad he doesn't have to do that weird three weeks of this one weird shift. Oh, yeah. Where we weren't, yeah. <laughs> we weren't yeah, that's... sure what we were going to do with the recording schedule. So I am I'm kind of glad about that. But yeah, you know. it
2: was definitely... Strange.
0: I'm sure we would have we would have found something to, to do with that.
1: I am gonna be pissed off if uh, you know, the podcast collapses in the next year and a
0: half. It's not gonna collapse. We're entirely self funded.
1: You won't even give us a script to run if you die.
0: <laughs> we don't we don't need a <laughs> That's script. That's true. I need a I need to set up the uh hit by a bus clause.
2: Well, okay.
0: Plan. Still, I need to do that, yeah.
1: because yeah, would you want us to keep going?
0: If if I just got hit by a bus? Yeah, dude. Okay. Why? Why not? Would yeah. we
1: replace? Would we replace you, or just
0: if you want? If you felt like it would, it would add to the show. Sure.
1: I think we'd get a woman.
0: <laughs> That's
2: fine. Faith, That's even, I don't how, know why that. You would know what? Be...
1: No, you know why? I'm. I'm. We're potentially looking to hire a student at BioFrontiers, potentially. Uh-huh. And everybody keeps asking me like, "Oh, you know, wh- what should we do?" And I was like, "Hire a female." Because honestly, first of all, women are awesome. Second of all, women just generally sometimes, not always, women are diverse like everybody else, but God, what th- th- what
2: the hell is this rambling? <laughs> what? Hire a want woman to off- because she's diverse? Dude. No, no, no,
1: stop. 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 I don't want to <clears throat> offend any women. I just okay. want to come out and say that in general, I think women think differently than men. Uh-huh. Which, you know, I'm not saying it's good or bad, it just is. And I think that having a woman on a small team like ours could be good. I not guess. just the podcast, I mean, but I mean, I... I'm talking about at work right now.
0: Oh sure. Okay. For, well, I I feel like that was like out of left field. for was little, Whatever for reason, was way out of left field.
1: It <laughs> was, was a was... little ranty and
0: yeah. I'm still trying to figure out what we what you're. Saying to be with fair,
1: that. last week everyone was whining because
0: I was too quiet. That's true. That is true. You're actually talking this episode, which is good.
2: I think what we're trying to figure out is is where this where this hire a woman <laughs> thing came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah like,
0: it was just Brent Totally out of left field. I. <laughs> whatever you know what PA- here's <laughs> painting with the news PAID fuck it,
2: we'll do it live here's painting with the news okay all right so canonical has released something called snap or snappy whatever they're saying it's the be all end all for package management It's gonna replace everything uh there's a community monkey that's in quotes senior qa engineer adam w he says it's ready to go it's got everything it's the best but when he's asked for more information especially about the Stated cross distribution distribution buy-in. Things apparently are not all copacetic. Uh, there's just been one communication back and forth between canonical and fedora, and it was because Fedora wanted to know how to package Snappy for Fedora. Best thing ever. It actually appears to be a personal post, um, not a not like a canonical release thing. So like go put that on Twitter, dude, or something. He mentions app image and there's also Flatpak, which is released. That was like today or yeah, yesterday or something. Yeah, it was wasn't it? Yeah. Today, I believe. Uh, today being
0: June twenty second, yeah, because today. we're recording today, but you're not going to hear it for like a week and a half or whatever. So
2: the Pentagon wants you to hack it. They are. Uh, they had a a thing going where they were paying. Uh, you heard me right. Uh, the Pentagon was paying. They paid out roughly seventy thousand from April eighteenth to May twelfth. They were only paying to, according to the article, white hackers. I, I changed it in the notes to white hat hackers because white, ha- white hackers is racist. I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think they may have wanted to, like, proofread that, that first.
2: Yeah, just a little bit. I'm pretty sure they meant
0: white hat, but... Yeah. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, thanks, thanks Obama. Obama.
2: <laughs> so the project was called Hack the Pentagon, paid out, like I said, over 70k, It was only for a few sites, specifically defense.gov, dodlive.mil, dvi, dshub.net, myafn.net, and dimoc.mil. They are starting a new disclosure process and policy this month that will allow anyone, anyone, to report flaws not only on the websites, but systems, networks, and applications, and there will be no repercussion. That's good. Pentagon was hacked. I, I hate that term. Uh, More than once last year, and one time he went so far as to shut down their email system temporarily. They have hired Matt Cutts, the head of, former possibly head of Google's web spam team, which I feel like they do a great job. He's going to be joining their defense digital service uh next bit of news go to my pc accounts have been hacked if you have a go to my pc account please change your password on that kudos to them for sending out an advisory immediately and they reset all passwords so good to go guys what was the other one log me in log me in two weeks oh, ago we had, or yeah that wasn't that long ago well, we we talked about that in the last show notes. yeah are they still denying
0: that anything happened
2: i think so i haven't heard anything recently about that yeah
0: Just that I,
1: I honestly hadn't seen any updates
0: yeah, things went kind of dark. Do
1: you use any service like that, or have you ever? No, I usually just use, like, VPN. I, I
2: can honestly way. say yeah. that, that kind of I of have stuff. used TeamViewer. I used to use TeamViewer, like, a lot. In my previous job, two two jobs ago, I would use uh, the Cisco WebEx. What is that? The, uh, crap. I forgot what it's called. Uh, but anyway.
0: No, I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. yeah. That was pretty I nice, it was but, too, but.
2: Uh, it was not the best uh team viewer i liked because it had a linux linux client however now i don't need to worry about that so i don't use anything like that
1: well uh you know there's there's sort of more to come on this later too right right
0: right. that's right. true that's gonna...
2: true we
0: we do talk more about this but yeah like i it's we don't even run graphical environments so i don't yeah i don't have a need for
1: hey can we like back that. up w-
0: one quick Absolutely. story to the pentagon
1: yeah or do you want to talk about it later? How about it uh well mostly i just it seems very unlike the US government to invite people to exploit their things. Yeah. But um yeah. I I think it it's really cool weird. actually. I think it's a very progressive thing to do because
0: assuming it's it's not some weird underhanded thing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: well that's true. You know, if we, in 2 months we hear that these people are now on like the no-fly list or something. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's a different story, but you know, if they did it purely for their own sort of pen testing purposes if you will i think that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. and it's smart yeah
0: yeah absolutely for sure and
1: it's really cheap for them
0: and what a lot of people don't realize is like for a lot of infosec people this is like their bread and butter you know like they're these sort of like paid to report exploits kind of programs these are where this is where like most of their livelihood comes from so it's really good that the government's getting in on that i think you know, and and offering more venues for that, but
2: I think it's I think it's great. Problem that I have is that I'm curious to see why they're doing it. I don't yeah. think they're yeah, the they're as thing. benevolent in it as they say they are. I, I, however, if they are if they are being benevolent and they really won't have repercussions on people, then. I mean, great, because a lot of times what happens is if you say, hey, I found a flaw, uh, a lot of people are, are immediately accused of, you know, attempting to hack or this or that.
0: Well, that's usually for, like, unsolicited penetration sure. testing.
2: But, I, I mean, if you're, if you're browsing a website and you click something and it takes you to a page and you realize, oh, hey, there's a vulnerability here. I mean, you weren't really doing anything, so there's not really, you know, anything to, like, get mad at you about. Like, if you're just clicking and you find something, that's great but if you're actually running like pen test tools then okay i can see being upset about that but if your shit's well open, like, i mean
0: it's like i tweeted today the only difference between uh incompetence and malice is intent
2: right right exactly
0: yeah so like i, I still i feel weird about it because it's uh it's such like a, a weird kind of rapid turnaround it's like a total 180 but i really hope it's genuine i guess like the adage goes you know trust but verify yeah
2: i hate that adage just saying why I don't know. It's, it's... I mean, I wouldn't
1: necessarily apply it to your relationship,
2: but... I, I I mean, the thing is, trust but verify is you're not trusting if you have to verify. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, I would prefer to say, I understand what you're saying. I'm going to verify that. And then I will trust you.
0: So, maybe, maybe, uh, trust and like then va- value but verify or, or value. I don't but know. Follow up I've
2: whatever. heard it enough times. I mean, whatever I we know what it means inherently. Sure. Yeah, it's sure. it's poor wording, sure. though. It, 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 I, I yeah, can agree is. with that. All right, whatever. Let's, yeah, let's, let's keep, keep going. Go, let's keep moving. Okay. Uh, so next bit of news: uh, Microsoft is buying LinkedIn for 26 billion. Yes, you heard me. Do we have a billion?
0: Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. um, I. You're probably going to mention it. I don't. I don't know which article you're referencing. Do we have an ETA on that?
2: Uh, let's see. Now it's actually yeah. I've got the. It's on Bloomberg.
0: All right, I'm, I'm going to shut up and let you let you do your thing. Sorry, I, I, don't, I don't have much
2: on it other than that they're going to spend. It's going to be roughly 196 dollars per share in an all cash transaction.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean it's Microsoft, so I'm not surprised, but like still, right.
2: that's uh, LinkedIn will retain its brand culture and independence. Jeff Wiener will remain CEO. They always say that. Yeah, right, 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 exactly. I don't see we have the we'll have the article linked in our show notes, but I don't see an actual date of takeover.
0: Yeah, I've however
2: Just... this is their absolutely largest deal they've done.
0: Which is weird because I had no idea LinkedIn was valued so highly. I didn't Dude,
2: a lot of people it's like if you look at, but it's like, like
0: the MySpace of professionalism, you know. It's like,
1: d- yeah, but look who's using it.
0: Pretty much everyone. I mean, pretty much everyone. If you're a professional, you have a LinkedIn.
1: Uh, I mean, that's how Apple found
0: me. Uh, Google uh, uses it. Facebook uses combat. it. So yeah, but like, it's not. You, it's still not as take, prevalent. Sorry, we're jumping all yeah. over people If
2: you take their top four purchases besides this. You can actually add up all of them, and it will equal this purchase. Wow. So their next highest purchase after this is Skype, and then Nokia's Devices and Services, and then A, Quantive, and then Mojang. Mojang being, of course, Minecraft. Minecraft.
1: Yeah. Look at Microsoft doing something good.
2: I don't know about that. Uh, So, of course, you're going to have to worry about Clippy saying, hey, can I help you upload your resume? (laughs)
0: Oh, Clippy needs to make a comment and
2: a ribbon across the top of your LinkedIn page from now on. <laughs> right, of course.
0: But <laughs> honestly, with the way LinkedIn's like menu layout is, it's probably going to be an improvement. Yeah, it their it navigation's might. terrible.
2: It, it might, <sighs> but whatever. Let's keep going. Uh, so, link. Uh, let's see. Less encrypt. Accidentally. Accidentally disclosed email addresses. Uh, they sent an automated message that prepended roughly 7,618 email addresses in the body of an email.
0: Which is probably everybody currently pretty, using that's encrypted. Uh,
2: some, some emails <laughs> they sent out had zero. Uh, the number... Varies between zero to seven thousand six hundred eighteen. They sent an advertisement out saying, "Hey, please uh, don't make these public. Please don't do anything with this. We made a mistake. Uh, it was an automated, <laughs> darn tea. Yeah. It was an automated message. I mean, great. You know, he did a good job. Terrible. Oops. And then uh, last bit of news: Foscon twenty sixteen again. Uh, it's going to be held in Philadelphia at the International House of Philadelphia. Hope to see you there. True. Very true.
0: Um, I, unfortunately, will not... This is going to be, like, the first year out of the past three, I think, that I won't be there. I was hoping to help out with the uh, Insullfest again this year, but it turns out I'm going to be in Hilton Head. So, Well, as
2: long as you can give me some ideas on what I can do to... Do something similar to what you've got, then uh, we should be good to go. Uh, what you had last year?
0: I've been meaning to like set up like some kind of uh, like a fog server or something uh, to to streamline that. We'll whole discuss
2: thing. it and we'll go from there. It's not a big deal if you're not there. And... Cool.
0: Yeah, I'm down. So
2: so that's the news.
0: Cool. Yeah, you should go to Foscon because it's free and it's it's really educational and it's actually pretty fun. And
2: this year is supposed to be a really really good cool venue too.
0: What? Uh, well, yeah, it's free,
1: but if you can donate, you should because it's a good cause.
0: Definitely. Oh, they have donations now. Well, you can
1: donations, you can, or you can purchase T-shirts and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: I would. I, yeah, I would purchase like T-shirts and stuff. But uh, I, I mean, I not know that they have like just donations available now. Yeah. Did they have that in past years, Payton?
2: I thought they um, did. You have payment options to register. Year, so that's why I when you me. register, you can you can register for a free ticket, which gets uh, like a swag bag, and that's it. And then you can obviously pay. You can add more payments to get more more swag T-shirts and whatnot. Okay. It's, so it's when, so when it's, you go to the register page, it will tell you that information.
0: Right. I remember that. But I, I, it's like, I, I felt kind of bad doing that because, like, the, the cost would have, I feel like, been mostly absorbed by the merchandise. So I don't know. But they also have, like, a lot of really cool sponsors. So
2: Linode, who is our, one of our favorites. Uh, yeah. Is a sponsor. Yeah.
1: Oh, Linode is kick
2: ass. We yep. like Linode a lot. <clears throat> Linode. <clears throat> it's got so if free you a RAM upgrade, <clears throat> Linode.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. They just, they just, gave a free ram upgrade to not only all accounts but all uh all linodes on those accounts so double the ram no matter what size so that was pretty cool so if you go you'll be able to meet a lot of the staff from there especially since they're like local to the area a lot of cool a lot of cool sponsors yeah. besides them though yeah i met one year i met uh some guy doing like a lot of really cool gis gis stuff a lot of a lot of really interesting things well, going on Well, there. last
2: year we had uh eric s raymond who was there and mm-hmm. uh
0: those who follow our Twitter may have seen my my humorous account of meeting him, <laughs> where I didn't recognize him. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, it's a it's it's a good time. It's, it's, if you're in the area, or you have a chance to get in the area. By all means, do it. Uh, yeah, the new sure. place will be is in a good spot. Lots of lots of good public transportation. Jathan, you have something else to say?
1: No, not about Foscon.
2: I, I don't mean about Foscon.
1: Oh, in general, no.
2: You don't have anything else? No. <laughs> really
1: am i supposed to say something else
2: i don't know you you put a thing in here saying remind remind you to say something
0: i think that was for the apple thing
1: it says yeah after i meant after the uh, show yeah, actually okay. Oh, okay no it, it's it's just for you it's not for the show but i didn't want to forget it just popped into my head based on something you
0: said oh okay was that why you were typing all the time yeah <sighs> okay <laughs> Got oh <it>. boy okay <laughs> What a shit show! So let's, let's move on to discussion. How do you guys? How do you guys feel about uh, that? Well, yep, I want to.
2: I want to say something real fast. Uh, just yep. we had some people in the RC channel uh, tell us that they feel like we're being a little cruel to J-Thon. and so I'd like to take this moment and say, you know what, J-Thon? we probably have been just a smidgen, and we will do what we can to not be as cruel to you. But if you bring it on to yourself, then I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, a, a lot of it's like, yeah, like I've known Jaython since he was really young. I, and I guess since I was much younger. And, you know, I've said before, I'll say it again, it's not really apparent, but like, Jathan and I, I consider us bros, you know. Uh, we give each other shit all the time, but that's, that's just kind of how we bond. So, it, like, truth be told, I can't speak for Peyton, but I, I can only assume he feels the same way. Like, I'm there for Jathan no matter what, so.
2: If he needed me to.
0: For the listeners who may not realize that.
2: If he needed me to, I would I would go out to Colorado right now and help him pack his stuff up to go to Apple.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, we're we're there for him. That being said, of course, we a lot of the the shit we gave him is for comedic effect. Yeah.
2: Uh and <laughs> we,
0: we've been giving him too much shit and it, it stopped being funny. It just kind of got tiring. So, yeah, so we we're, we we're going I guess we're going to work on that, but um hopefully we'll we'll stop doing it enough so that when we we do do it, it's actually funny.
2: Right, right, exactly. <laughs>
0: Exactly.
1: shedding so many tears right now. <laughs> I could tell.
2: <laughs> oh, See, this is what we're talking about right here. We're trying to say something really nice. We're trying to have a and, heartfelt and, and moment. You're no, shitting all no. over yeah. it. Thanks a lot, I buddy. I know
1: y'all are good people yeah, most of the time.
2: Whatever. Whatever.
0: <laughs> whatever. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about whatever. interviews.
2: All right.
0: Um so yeah, so relevant to uh to recent th- re- th- Wow. Recent. <laughs> I still had like rum burning my tongue. So I'm like, yeah. are you Mike Tyson? So relevant to, <laughs> uh, relevant, to uh, relevant to J-Thon's recent experience with Apple, we thought we'd talk about interviews, especially since it's been kind of in the, the hubbub, I guess, of our, our community. Plug. There's, there's been some talk of interviews. Yeah. The plug
2: uh, Um, channel has definitely been awash with, with interview talk. Advice and yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Just stories.
2: So have either
0: of you been a part of an interview process where you weren't the interviewee? I have not.
2: I, I'm trying to think here. No, I have not. Uh, most of the positions that I've been in, unfortunately, have been you know lower tier guy. I when it's when it's outside, if you go outside the realm of tech support, then I've I've been responsible for talking to like a trainee, mm-hmm. and I discovered a lot of things about him, and you know, relayed that information to his his trainer.
0: Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like the actual. It was already after they were hiring. right. I yeah. Okay. Uh, I have,
2: however, given some terrible interviews. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've, I've been, I guess, a, like a secondary interviewer, maybe two or three times, not many, but it was always like, hey, we're thinking of hiring this guy and we to talk to him for like two minutes and, and let us know what you think, you know, uh, which is really not a, a good time frame to get a, a good feel of a person.
2: I think it's nowhere near long enough
0: Yeah. You want, I would say you want at least 15 minutes, but whatever. Like it was cool that they even asked me. Um, I was, I was like lower management at that point. So it was cool, I guess, to be part of the process, even though it was a pretty minimal part. I have, I have had plenty of interviews. I think the one that I feel the most stupid about was when Google pretty much cold called me. And they were, this was, this was a fair, a fair number of years ago before I was really confident in my abilities and stuff like that. Oh, uh, but they were like, Hey, uh, I'm so-and-so from Google. Do you have some time to talk? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then boom, right into the phone interview. And I'm like, whoa, uh, you know, uh, and I, I just flubbed it. Cause I, I just locked up. I, I remember like they got to the point where they were talking about, um, I think it was like sticky bits and GUIDs and stuff. Hmm. And I just had a total brain fart, and at, that was the point in the in the interview where I was like, "I'm not going to get this job," which is good because like otherwise I'd have to like move to either New York or California. But you know, it was infuriating that I failed that hard.
2: Yeah, I had a similar interview where it was for a place in Texas. It was um, they were they were wiping hard drives, and the guy that that was part of it actually supposedly invented d-band okay. and yep. i had put on there that i i knew raid and my my mm. my raid information was not a hundred percent and obviously this leads back to the don't put something on there if you can't talk about it and he yep. called me up on it and he said what's a raid five and i did terribly at it. and he was nice enough to you know let me know what raid five was and that i did mirror yeah, with parody right. yep. and that i was terrible and i mean you know, he wasn't rude to me but it was definitely one of those, man, I really screwed it up. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, that's the worst. Well, I will tell you that it was definitely like a kick in the teeth. Like it was like, man, I, I really oh, yeah. don't know as, as much as I thought I did. And it really, it, it was not the interview that I should have had. Like if he yeah. had, if he, if I felt like, and of course I'm, I'm blaming him, but really, I it was all me, you know, but I really mm-hmm. felt like if I'd had the chance to explain, you know, hey, I, I can, I can do this if you give me a chance, then I would have been okay. But, I did I didn't have that opportunity and obviously it's because I tried to admit that I knew something that I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. so I mean that's that's my that's my one screw-up generally speaking I interview pretty well um, I had a good interview just recently of course because I got a new job <laughs> right because you,
0: you got the job right yep yeah. what about you Jason what do you think was the the worst interview you had
1: um it depends how you define the worst. I mean, in I've never interviewed for a job and not gotten it.
0: Well, gut reaction, I say, worst worst interview you've ever had. Go. Split second. Apple. Apple. <laughs> really? Well, all
1: right, and here's The why. most recent one. Apple was yeah. not the worst because I was like... I Flubbing guess Flubbing or, or uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I did fine in the interview. Like, you could tell they were asking questions that didn't necessarily have a single right answer. They were just, you know, a lot of problems I had to work out on the board and stuff like that, but... In any case, I was encouraged to just uh, think out loud. So if I was writing something down, or if I was doing something, or I was thinking something, just say it for whoever's in the room so that they can get an idea of, you know, how I'm coming to the conclusion I'm coming to, or at least, you know, even if I came to a solution that was not necessarily right or perfect, was the thought process correct such that, You know, it showed that I had an understanding of the material.
0: Yeah, they wanted to make sure you you were putting thought into it and could defend your your right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, uh, what made it really hard, though, is the fact that it was, you know, like five and a half hours, basically.
0: Yeah. You told me, you told us about it and it was like, it seems that that seems like a
2: little bit too extensive. Well, it was, yeah. But they, didn't they give you an offer that day or was that two days later?
1: It was the uh, the next day actually. Yeah. So Apple has a hundred percent yes policy. So I was interviewed by five people and all five of them had to basically give me a stamp of approval to actually allow the, the hiring manager to extend me an offer.
0: Now do they, do they end the interview like the like once someone says no or do they all confer afterwards
1: No, they all confer afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So, you know, there's advantages and disadvantages. The one thing is, you know, they get to see how you perform after a long ass day in a small kind of warm room.
0: High pressure, yeah. Yeah,
1: uh yeah. they also are not relying on any one person's interview style or anything like that. You know, I had five very different people who worked for different parts of the team that I was going to be on, which, by the way, was the Siri search team.
0: Oh, yeah, you can say that because they are not under NDA <laughs> at all now.
1: Yeah, it was the Siri search team. So if you have an iPhone, if you're on your home screen, you swipe across the screen from left to right with your finger... You get to a search bar. Uh, that's Apple's own search engine now. That was the team I would be just on.
0: Stupid, but I'm kind. Of, honestly, I'm kind of glad you didn't get drawn into that. Yeah, place.
1: I don't know. You know, it, it's hard. And even in listening to you guys, like, there's so many people that would kill for the opportunity just to go interview, even if they completely fucked it up. Mm-hmm. And they would be like, "Wow, I got to go interview at Apple today." And you know, I had a little bit of that while I was there. I went to the Mac Cafe yeah. and Yeah, I think it's totally or cool. Cafe to be Mac grateful. or whatever they call it.
0: Uh, and you know, it was great. But they should open their own uh their own like in house uh, fast food and call it mcdonald's mcdonald's oh uh, the one God. thing i will say sorry that was um, stupid the one sorry, thing i, I will say
1: is McDonald's. you know in my opinion an interview is just as much about the learning about the potential employee as it is teaching them about you and making sure that they want to be in your environment you know well and yeah. and the one thing i'll say is i don't personally feel that apple did a good job of that because really i didn't get Well, so none of the people that interviewed me were currently in the position that I would have been taking. They were all in it previously, but none of them were in it now. And, you know, I went to lunch with the hiring manager, and God forbid, Aiden, if you're listening, nice guy, nice to meet you, uh, sorry things didn't work out, I guess.
0: Whatever, he's not going to hear this. No, I'm they, sure he's none not. None of them knew you had a podcast. <laughs> but
1: but the one thing is, you know, for me, I'm motivated by what I do or what I'm contributing to at BioFrontiers, right? I'm motivated right. to keep the systems running because I believe in the science that people around me are doing.
0: You take a lot of pride in the fact that, like, people are trying to, like, fight cancer and shit. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and so at Apple, when we went to lunch, we walked to lunch from this one building to another, and he wasn't talking about how they were changing the world. He was pointing out the Teslas in the parking lot and telling me about the wealth accumulation in the area.
0: Yeah. And that's great, but
1: like- I'm not motivated by money. You can offer me a million dollars a year, but if I'm going to hate my life, I'm probably not going to take whatever position you're offering. Mm -hmm. And so, I think that's an important in an interview to convey to your potential employee. uh, So to convey to your interviewee what it is that they're getting themselves into and why they should want to be a part of your team, because one, that's going to help them make a good decision, and you're not going to be stuck with somebody who doesn't want to be there. there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's huge. And so, in my opinion. I think I performed well in the interview. I think I was everything Apple wanted me to be. But I think that they let me down, if I'm being honest.
0: I could. Yeah, I I can. I can totally be. Yeah. So for those uh, listening that perform interviews, um, and I know I talk about this a lot, but really like that's that's kind of how you get a leg up in businesses is uh, social engineering. So like really like I guess those. If if you want to be evil, use your social engineering skills and, like, find out the values of your p- potential employee. And if you really want them on board, find out what's important to them and highlight how your company can uh, help them excel at those, Well, you know?
2: Yeah, I, that's that's one of the reasons why I was not happy with Isle. Like, I really wanted to work there, and I really it was you know it was like one of my dream jobs was to be able to work there. And then I got there, and it was not what it was not what I mm. what I wanted to do. It was not the career that I thought I would wanted to have.
0: Now, was that was that like value related, or was that more like role related?
2: Role slash value. Like, they, oh, like okay. they paid me, I mean, it was a decent sum. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're,
0: they're a good hiring company no matter what. Sure, yeah.
2: But the problem was that the management was not going to let me move up. Like I was told that I was well-liked and wanted and cherished and they had a high opinion of me. But when I asked to, you know, move up my position, I was told to slow down. And I just, you know, that's not what... Someone wants to hear, I want to, I want to do what I can to improve and and move forward. I don't want to be stuck in one position. I worked a job that I was in the same position for five years. I'm not doing that again, ever. So that's one reason that when I found this job, I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to interview. I'm going to find out what happens. And if they say, if they give me an offer, then I'm, I'm going to take it. And that's, that's what happened. I mean, it, it, it literally, I really feel like, like, went with, with what Jathan is saying is that I really feel like Cordial let me down. They did not... I didn't even get a 90-day... I didn't even get a review at the end of the year. You know? Like I said, I said, hey, am I going to get a review before... Nope. Sorry. It's not going to happen.
0: What was the... For both of you, I guess, and I'll, I'll answer this once I finish asking it. What was the weirdest slash most ridiculous question you've been asked in an interview? For me, I've, I've got an answer for each of those. <laughs> no. Well, I was just going to go ahead. So... So I can give you all time to think about it. The weirdest for me was someone asked me during an interview, mind you, they asked me, "Uh, what? Who my favorite superhero was?" <laughs> I said Batman for what it's worth, even though he's technically not a superhero because he didn't have superpowers. But whatever. I mean, he's got, I guess, the superpower of being rich. But you know, like that's. I I thought about it and I was like what relevance does this have to the job at all? Like, I understand you're trying to, like, make sure I'm a good cultural fit and all that, but this is a really stupid way of going about it. And the most ridiculous question, and I mean that in, like, the most stupid sense of the word, like, the most stupid question, was what, uh... Oh, yeah, they were they were trying to do, like, a, a diagnosis... Diagon... Wow. Diagnosis? I'm, I'm, yeah, thank you. I'm not even drunk. This is terrible. <laughs> um a diagnosis like walkthrough kind of a thing uh they said you know the the user has a a blank like a black monitor what do you do so i'm I'm sitting here going like all right uh well i turn the monitor on (laughs) i make sure everything's plugged in and they're like yeah but then what the answer they were looking for is replace the video card by the way what what i didn't even i i walked through the entire thing just for a stupid video card when chances are they just knocked the power plug out of the wall right and and they seemed super pissed that i went through the entire process and i'm like i'm just going like most likely the least likely here you're gonna have to bear with me because this is how you do proper triage.
2: Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because that, that just okay. I, I, I that's actually infuriating because I, I if you're gonna if you're gonna ask a question, it should not be a right or wrong, yes or no kind of question. It should be a question that evaluates. Or if it is,
0: steps. don't make it so open ended. Right. Like if you're looking for a specific answer, give a specific question. Tell me like okay, these steps have already been tried. Or maybe not do something that's gonna like have like fifteen steps to walk through just to make sure everything's covered. Yeah, that's that's you know? crazy, man. That's basic triage, but whatever. What about you, Jayson?
1: I-, I thought <laughs> the most ridiculous question that uh, I ever had in an interview
0: was it at the Apple interview again.
1: Yeah, and y- you know, really, I keep, well, I keep referencing this, but for one thing, I'm pretty sure they asked me. More questions in that one interview than I'd ever been asked in all my other interviews combined. Sure. I mean, it was a five-hour interview. Yeah. yeah, and, and, of course, they were weird, crazy people doing it, right? <laughs> right. So, here was the interview question, and this is not a question that doesn't – there's definitely a right or wrong answer. So, this guy – I'm not saying his name. I'm sure he's not listening – he was too cool for a farmer school.
0: has a fox a rabbit and a head oh my god sorry keep going
1: so he wrote a subnet mask basically on the whiteboard and he said does this break the rfc for cider oh yeah
0: yeah i remember you telling this okay yep
1: a- and it's just like as if i had ever read the rfc in the first place let alone memorized every small bit of it
0: <laughs> real talk i've read it <laughs> But I do a lot more networking than you, so keep going.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I did some binary math. It was like, I think it was 255 255 okay. which, you know, there's no way to denote that insider notation, yeah. but as it turns out, and I learned this in the interview, it does not break the rfc yeah so even though you could never fucking write it it's it's okay it's valid
0: well you can't you can't segment it into a clean cider but you can it does yeah it, it doesn't break it but so what what, what did you end up saying I, I just wrote out some binary math and i was like well you know it's valid <laughs> yeah but yeah,
1: but i bet that, that it, it did break it and he's he was like yeah all right you don't know anything <laughs> <laughs> not not in those words but
0: to be fair it's it, i it's not an I'm pretty sure it's not an internet routable. Yeah, I, I think I think the two five five eight is reserved for something, but I'd have to check. I'd have to check the revert, the reserved ranges. You should do that. Yeah. So the next <laughs> okay. question after
1: that, which is not relevant to what you asked me, but uh, right. he was like, "Oh, you really don't know much about networking, do you?" I was like, "No, not really." He's like, "Well, next question." He's like, "Let's talk about Gentoo." Did he,
0: Did <laughs> do you have Gentoo on your resume?
1: yeah <laughs> of course so he yeah. he brought up the uh stage two install and bind mounts
0: oh the stage two install hasn't been a thing for the past yeah i don't know that's the funny thing years?
1: that's a funny thing so i've never done a stage two install of gen 2
0: <laughs> it was unsupported by the time you and i got into it yeah it's so, been obsoleted for years.
1: But, but he still asked a question. And, you know, fortunately, the scenario he put around it was okay. I was I was fine. But it was just like, okay, okay dude, like, it, they're not doing that anymore.
0: Yeah, I could probably, yeah. D- did you call him out on it? No. Should have. You should have. You should have been like, look, dude, like, that's obsolete. I don't know why you're expecting me to know that. But here's my, da- here's my guess. I, I feel like I could probably flub my way through that. Uh, just because I've done like, so many LFS installs and crap like that, but... No, still, you would have been fine. That's,
1: you'd have been fine with his question. That's still kind of bullshit, but... Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: yeah. That's still kind of bullshit, though. What about you, Peyton? Did, we, did, we, did I ask you? Yeah, you, 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 I you, I you did not ask
2: me. I'm trying to remember back through some of my interview questions, and I've, I've been lucky in that I've gotten a lot of technical people in my interview questions.
0: Um, always always oh very my, good. Oh to have, yeah. yeah,
2: I've definitely gotten though where do you see yourself in five years? Which is kind of like... That's kind of a dumb question, you know, like where do you see yourself in 5 years? Well,
0: it's a cop-out question. You know, yeah. yeah, I hope
2: to see myself uh in your position in 5 years uh
0: having your job. You know, yeah.
2: I yeah, I, I've gotten the what's your biggest what's your biggest flaw, what's your biggest strength? And of course you say, "Oh, my biggest my biggest flaw yeah, is that I work too hard," you know, whatever. Wait, other people say that? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs>
0: Cuz mine really is like I I have a reason. Like I'm like I tend to overexert myself and then I get burnt out. Like that's the way I I usually phrase that because it's it is true. Like I'm a total workaholic, and I will I will take total ownership of that. Uh, and it's I believe it's not a good thing. And I'm really not trying to make myself sound good. I'm like it really is a big problem for me. But like, can we all as a society just agree to stop asking those stupid cop out questions? Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I don't I don't really want to.
0: They serve no purpose. I have
2: no idea what's going to happen in, in a year, much less five years. I mean, obviously, my goal is to is to work with you as long as I possibly can
0: uh yeah if something
2: happens in six months or a year or ten years i mean sorry but
0: i think a better question would be what doubts do you have about this job
2: yeah i could see that
0: yeah because that might tell you a whole lot more than those what like three or five questions or whatever put together but also just once when when you know someone asks that like what's your biggest flaw interview question i kind of want to hear someone say oh i'm a huge racist (laughs) You know, yeah. or something really ridiculous like that. Yeah, uh,
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jaden, if you ever get interviewed, if Apple ever calls you back for another interview, I double dog dare you to just say I'm a huge racist. Now,
2: I will tell you that uh, <laughs> I've I've been a part of uh, an attorney's voir uh, dire, which you know is the jury selection questionnaire things oh yeah yeah and the funny thing is that some of the questions they ask are like what is your favorite type of tree or you know if you could take a book with you on a deserted island what book would you take and those questions i mean those questions are just like what the what the fuck is wrong with you
0: i think they're just trying to get like a baseline make you feel comfortable yeah you really yeah. only have
2: a few questions to do that with mm-hmm. I, I think what I, basically what i'm leading up to with that is if you're going to interview a technical person which we've talked about before. You definitely don't want the HR drone asking, you know, hey, what's, you know, what's Raid? What's your favorite superhero? Right, yeah, exactly, you know.
0: That was by the, that was by, like, my boss, at, my future-to-be boss at that time, by the way, who was yeah. a very typical person. Yeah. And and so, yeah, you know, I think... H, it wasn't some, like, HR drone.
1: I think we should look to move on from this topic very soon but you know the thing is we've talked about it in other episodes like hiring criteria for systems administrators blah 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 and Mm -hmm. you know you need to gear the questions you're asking towards the position and there are some generic questions that may apply but generally speaking like if somebody asked me that in an interview i would just be honest with them and be like i just don't give a fuck like i don't like comic books i don't watch you would not say that
0: shut up i might you you wouldn't look them square in the eye and said i don't give a fuck
1: no, not in those words, but I would convey the idea. Uh, no, that I, I don't know give you, you wouldn't. Yeah,
0: you wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like you would be a lot more diplomatic about it, but sure.
1: Whatever. Yeah, anyway, um <laughs> just, you know, don't ask stupid ass questions. You know, if you're hiring someone to yeah. administer your fucking computers, ask questions that are going to help you determine if the person you're interviewing is going to be that right person.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I've I've definitely been asked, you know, what's your opinion on this? You know, what's your what's your education like? You know, why why did you leave this job so suddenly? And I gave the answer one time. I was like, yeah, I worked myself out of a job. And I literally like one company I worked for was doing um, warranty replacements for Dell and HP. So I'd go and I'd take a laptop apart. That's and throw dude and throw in a motherboard and restart it and there you go and i literally that's that's worked my way out of that that's job. where i got the
0: yeah that's where i got my my video card interview question was for a place like that an extended warranty firm for Dell and HP.
2: Yeah. I, I just, you know, stupid. So yeah. stupid. Seriously, Whatever. seriously dumb. It's just like, yeah, I mean, I worked, I literally worked myself out of that job, but I can't tell an interviewer that because they're going to be like, well, you know, is he going to work himself out? Of yeah. But
0: job? really what's your flaw? Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, like call the place. Like <laughs> I made myself sick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. J-Th- I think Jathan's on to so something. We should really move yeah, on. Yeah. By all means. Cause we're, we're at 54 minutes right now. Yeah, so. Jathan, uh, next up is is you talking about X2Go.
1: Yeah, so I'll try to keep this pretty short, but... um,
0: You don't need to keep it that short. We have enough time.
1: Yeah, either way. So uh, let me put this in a little bit of context. Last year at BioFrontiers, we had a summer class that was free of charge for people to come basically and people came from all over the country to learn about short read sequencing analysis. Not going into details what that is, you can look it up. It's what I'd say a majority of users on our clusters are doing. That's the type of analysis. And you know, at the end you end up with a bunch of data. And what do you do with this data? Well one thing that you can do is represent it graphically in a way that you know, you can page through it and find things that stick out or, or whatever. Sure. And, you know, whatever. So there's a program that's uh, maintained by Welcome the Broad to Institute. Trivia. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's a, a piece of software maintained by the Broad Institute. It's called IGV or the Interactive Genome Viewer. And mm-hmm. It's kind of heavy, like, you know, some of the files that you might open with IGV are like, you know, 4 to 8 to 12 to 20 gigs, depending what you're doing. And
0: Right, so you're going to want to centralize that and then have like kind of remote in connections, sure.
1: Well, of course, you can't load that much into memory at one time on your laptop or whatever. So for this course, we offer a machine up that has visualization capabilities that people can log into. And it's a machine with lots of RAM so they can actually visualize their data. So last year for the course, we used VNC and it was okay. People logged in, but there were some issues with X cookies and... Ultimately, the systems that we used were virtual machines. They were slow. It wasn't what we had envisioned. So this year, before the class, and the class just ended last week... Uh, we went back to the drawing board and said how can we make this better? And so the first thing that we did was got a real piece of hardware instead of a virtual machine. And that was great. The second That's thing we start. did yep. Yeah, the second thing we did was got rid of VNC. What we did instead was found was, X Go ahead.
0: Well, did you did you find X to go and then decide to drop VNC or was it the other way around? Like you drop you decided to drop VNC and then search for sought a replacement.
1: We decided to drop VNC and then we looked for a replacement. Really? Yeah.
2: Why did you why did you drop it first before finding a replacement?
1: It's not like a persistent thing that people are using all the time. It was this two weeks and afterwards we said, well, that wasn't worthwhile. We need to find something better before next year. So we just started looking. So we found X go We found some reviews of it, and I actually want to say that one of the other guys that I work with met with like a vendor or somebody who works with X2Go um, at like some kind of conference, and so they came back and they were praising it, like, oh, we have to try X2 go. Mm -hmm. So we have this machine, it's got, I think it's got some pretty intense GPUs in it. I don't know the model, so I'm not going to say. We installed X2Go server, which is available more or less just as a package, opened up a few ports on our local network, and decided to try it out. So we went to a lab meeting for one of the larger labs in the building, and we got everyone to connect at one time to this machine. And that was like maybe 16 people, whereas the class is about 50. And with 16 people, the machine, it was like nothing had happened. It was just like completely happy. So then, uh, you know, we were like, well, we're just going to see what happens with these 50 people. Like, it's definitely going to be better than the VNC last year. So um, I'm happy to report that the day of class that everybody connected to the visualization machine, it was about 40 or 45 concurrent connections. And our machine, which has like, I want to say 100 some gigs of RAM and two GPUs, I mean, it's seriously, you saw the load go up. You saw most of the RAM being consumed, but nobody got kicked off. Nobody got disconnected. Everybody used it. It was very usable. And since then, I've actually used it in several other projects for one-off sort of things. And the performance is seriously outstanding. Like, I would honestly consider putting it on my Linode and putting a desktop on my Linode because I honestly don't believe that I would see that much of a performance hit from connecting. Not that I have a reason to do that, but like, So I don't have much to say. The install was super easy. There's a server you install, and then there's a specific client you have to use to connect. I honestly don't know much about security even related to it because, you know, most of our stuff is behind a very large firewall on main campus, so we don't think about it as much as we would have to otherwise. You know, as with anything, I'm sure it's best to restrict it as much as you can. But in my experience, it's an awesome product. It's an awesome project. I mean, try it out. See what happens.
2: Yeah, I cool. I spooled it up and uh, took a look at it, and it was it was uh, very pretty. I liked it. Um, it definitely runs better than like VNC does. It's uh, it's definitely something that if I need to do remote work locally, at least I will I will I will use that over like say VNC or whatever. I'd I'd be curious though to know about any security issues that may or may not have.
1: Well, you, you know, if I'm being honest, I like I said, I don't know anything about it really. As with anything, just take the necessary precautions. you know, lock it down to a VPN, you know lock it down as much as you can whatever. The other thing is I will say that it connects via SSH, so your traffic between client and server is encrypted.
2: Yeah, I saw that too as well. that was connected.
0: Do you know do you know what kind of encryption it uses?
1: I don't, and my guess is, if I'm being honest, so there is a, an ArchWiki, um, so we can link to that in the show notes, because it's probably good, cool. but yeah, uh, sure. yeah sure my guess know. is actually that it's configurable, though, if I had to guess.
0: Very cool. Yeah,
2: pretty nice. So yeah, uh,
1: you know, I'm sorry I don't have uh, all the facts about this or anything, um, but it's kind of not a very complicated thing, it's not hard to set up, it's not hard to use, try it for yourself, see if it works for your solution, or works for your problem i don't know what i'm saying try it see if it works for what you need is what i'm trying to say
0: i had meant to uh to demo it for tonight's segment but i, I just didn't have time it's, it's been a very busy week for me so far but it definitely seems like a very viable alternative to things like citrix where you have like a, a centralized application and then have remote clients to that application right yeah it's it's yeah i would definitely look into it if you run any sort of gooey heavy uh environment i'd say it's worth at very least looking into for sure yeah
2: i mean like i said it's definitely i i definitely liked it over vnc i mean the, the mm. interface was was pretty pretty decent uh, i ran it off of ubuntu and installed it to a centos box i have in the basement here and and, and the install went very smoothly in both instances it was it was very easy to set up and get going. From what I can tell, you can definitely delve further into it. Hey, did do either of you remember uh No Machine? Oh yeah, it yeah, yeah. Sounds familiar.
1: That's a paid product, isn't it? Uh
0: it is. Uh they do have or at least they did have uh open source components. Uh I think only the client is open source these days.
1: Yeah. Um, so we got a demo of that from a vendor at one point, and I was supposed to install it, I forget where even, but that was in a time of transition between management, and so uh, the project got dropped, so I, I've never actually used
0: it. And I haven't, yeah, I, I've used Notion, granted in the past uh and i haven't used x2go but from what i've been reading x2go certainly seems like the next generation of that it it seems like a lot less resource intensive as well but yeah no machine if you need like that kind of quote, end quote, enterprise support, I guess you do have that option with no machine.
1: Sure. And that is nice, depending. I'm running a really low end virtual machine right now. Not not like right the second, but at work for a, a different project. And I've got people connecting with X2Go and the machine, like it barely blinks. It doesn't even know it's happening. It's very lightweight. I'm surprised.
0: Which is, yeah, which is pretty incredible considering you're handling basically what amounts to multiple X servers. So very cool. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I I think we're done talking about this because there's only so much we can talk, especially about graphical related things without having people try it themselves. But yeah, like set it up in a VM or something, give it a shot and, you know, feel free to let us know what you think. I'm going to close out our discussion segment. Uh, talking about SOP. Uh, for those who don't know, because we're probably going to use this phrase a lot, SOP is an abbreviation for Standard Operating Procedure, where it's, it's basically like the policy you have on paper or will always follow for a certain thing. So we wanted to talk about the SOP for turndown slash termination of employees and also the onboarding process, you know, bringing new employees in. Do you, do either of you guys have an SOP for either of those?
1: I'm not in a management position, so I don't really... Yeah. I can tell you my guess is no.
0: What about you, Peyton? Because you're, I think out of the three of us, you're at the the biggest staffed department.
2: I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, I can tell you that at current, at current place, uh, if you're suspected of anything, they come and take your laptop from you immediately without letting you do anything. I can tell you that the last two jobs that I've given my two weeks and walked away from, uh, they let me work those two weeks. Which was weird because if you're, if you're leaving somewhere. I'm not really comfortable with someone who's leaving, still having access and still performing a duty. Uh, I really feel like you should. Leaving
0: under termination. Yeah, for sure. At the very least.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, if you're leaving on your own, like if you're leaving on your own accord, you're giving your two weeks and you're like, okay, I'm out here in two weeks. I, I would yeah, say, I would say, a okay, little bit different. you can come in and you can work, but you're not going to be doing anything major. You know, you're going to be there for like support. If someone has a question about something you're working on, but you're not going to be... like
0: documenting right your, the stuff on, you know yeah right for sure and you're
2: not gonna be opening new tickets you know you're gonna you're gonna close whatever tickets you're on and that's it You know, I, I don't, this idea of someone giving their two weeks and then keep working and and new tickets and new things. And I I don't agree with that, you know, like not even a little bit, that's just not, if you're leaving, I don't care who you are. I don't care how amenable it is. That's just good policy is to say, be ready for us to call you in the next two weeks for whatever question we have, but you can go home if you want. That's it. You know,
0: I think it's a little bit different for me since all of our staff are remote. Sure. So we, we do have an SOP for termination. I don't want to go into too much detail of it because it's it's one of those things where if you're not involved in the process, you shouldn't know how the process works, I think. Right. But I will say that it does involve very quick revocation of access. And, you know, we don't need to claim hardware. We don't need to come with a security guard standing at the desk or whatever with a cardboard box. So in a way, it does simplify a lot of things for us, but we do have one for sure. Um, and it is, it is very quick. So, you know, I'll leave it at that. But uh, on speaking more generally, especially like brick and mortar places, like what both y'all have. Yeah. You touched on a great point, Peyton. Like there is absolutely no reason for a terminated employee, which is different from like putting in your two weeks, but there's no reason to still give access to a terminated employee. Well,
2: I, I, uh, I have a story about that. Actually, uh, I was hired for an insurance company that was making a move. And they hired me as the third guy on a two-man team. So I was going to be the, the junior or whatever. And I worked with them for about a month. It was a window shop. And I was uh, not necessarily a contractor, but I was working for a company. Like, a temp, like not a temp agent, but, you know, they, they placed you in this position or whatever. I guess maybe it was a contractor. I, I don't really know. But I got a phone call one night saying, don't come back. And I said, I said, well, can I get my stuff? And she said, oh, I'll get your stuff for you. And I was like, well, okay. You know, it was like, what the heck? I mean, you know, I I didn't understand what I did wrong. And I was instructed that I guess it wasn't a good fit or whatever, which is fine. But that's, you know, that policy of don't let them come back in is, is something I, you know, I definitely agree with. I mean, if you're terminating someone Uh, as soon as, as soon as you've decided they need to be terminated, you know, they should have a meeting with HR and their boss and then they don't get to go back to their desk unless they're escorted with somebody, you know, then they're gone. I would even go so far as to say, look, you're, you're going to be required to, you know, not speak about anything about this for X number of weeks or whatever. And you need to be available for this. You know, I was actually reading about on Reddit, I was reading about, um, Rogue IT and some of the people who left jobs and did terrible things, like holy crap, you know.
0: If you're the type of employee, first of all, you're you're total shit tier if you do this. But I think if in general, if you're the type of employee that would sabotage on being fired, you would set that up while you were still in quote unquote good standing. But
1: yeah, I think so too. You'd work little back doors into things or little, yeah. uh, you know, quote unquote. uh Easter eggs. But, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, a big but, you don't want to increase the risk of that because plenty of people do, you know, do things in, in the, the heat or emotion of the moment, too. Yeah, yeah
1: and, you know, you never know how someone's going to react when you let them go for whatever reason. Yeah, Whether they did something wrong on the spot, like one isolated incident that warrants them terminated, whether it's a progressive thing and it's been happening over time, you just never know what they might perceive the situation as and why they may act a certain way, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So if you don't have an SOP for our listeners um, for termination, I would highly encourage that you get one. Here's a a good, simple guideline. So what you're going to do is is you're going to have an HR leader or whatever meeting with the employee during the meeting. Not after, not before, but during that meeting. That's when you revoke access. Disable their account, lock out their access to all the other things. All All of those goodies, that's when you do it. And then after the meeting, have a guard escort them directly from that meeting room to their desk with that cardboard box. To have them clear out their desk, and then have that guard walk them to the door. Yeah, it's it's the walk of shame, but like you need to minimize that risk.
2: Well, the thing also is you have to realize if they're going to have like felony charges, I-, I wouldn't even escort them to their desk. Yeah,
0: like, yeah. Like I, I, if it's that serious, yeah, maybe call them and tell them not to come in or something. But.
2: <sighs> no, not even that. Like I'd let them come in. Like if if you're going to file federal charge or felony charges, like if they're going to be. Arrested by the police, definitely call them in oh, have the man. Oh, for sure, have yeah. the police arrest him. You know, good call. And the next thing I think is the pro- especially with like a termination, like someone who's done something malicious, and you need to find out what they've done is don't do anything with a computer you know do a mm-hmm. pull an image of the drive and work off that mm-hmm. image and leave that hard drive alone and like
0: call someone call like a forensics a, and security expert right, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. So they'll, they'll do a much better <laughs> job of going through that with a fine tooth comb well and, and finding something.
2: and also you have to realize that chain of custody comes into effect with stuff like that too like if if you know, your local IT guy can handle it, sure, but the problem is if he goes to court. He can't court, attest in court. Right. Yep. He's not gonna be able to testify in court. Yes, I I did X and I did Y and I did Z, and I'm you know, I'm a neutral third party. No, he's not yeah. a neutral for, forensic, third party. yeah, yeah. The, the, and also
0: like forensics guys like do that for a living. They right, show up exactly. in court for a living. Right, you know? Right, so right,
2: exactly. So if you you know, I mean that's that's the thing. Like if you're if you're gonna fire someone, lock their stuff out in the meeting, if they're gonna be arrested then you know yeah it's a little embarrassing to have them arrested in your lobby or whatever but rather than them giving them access remaining access to you know their system to do whatever they want you know it could just be a simple keystroke that they have that that launches a bat file that sets uh your ad to uh, erase all you know whatever or launches um you'd be surprised right what you somewhere. do with like three keystrokes right yep. exactly and, um yeah go ahead
0: no i mean that's that's it's imperative, I would say, to, to really have a plan in place, I guess, is how we can really sure. sum this segment up. Because we do have to move on, or at least to the next sub-segment, on a more positive, I guess, topic. <laughs> do, you, do you guys have any SOP for onboarding? Also not not that I'm aware of.
2: Um, For onboarding, for where I currently am, is a pretty heavy process because it requires a lot of uh, change management, so to speak. It's, sure. It's adding a user to some stuff is... You know, pretty big deal. Mm. Uh, Cordile especially. It took me three months to get access to servers so I could actually do my job. You know, uh, we have a we have a new process that I'm not 100 percent up on because I'm I'm not in a management role. Uh, sure. But my job is going to be you know adding users at some point when I have. Actual product access, but yeah, I mean the process now is, is you know you get you get told okay you have laptop access card email etc. come on in and then you're given that and then you're good to go. Obviously you work nice. on you obviously you work on your error access as it comes, but that's you know it's interesting. It's, it's definitely uh, I, I, I having an onboarding process is definitely more important than you know just kind of half asset or guessing your way around what you know a person needs when they come on.
0: Um, I have a checklist, but the actual process is still fairly manual. Manual for onboarding for me, but now that I've actually like brought Ansible into our infrastructure, <laughs> I hope to automate a lot of that. I'd estimate I can automate at least eighty-five percent of it. So yeah, it's it's. I would say it's it's something I have been meaning to do because it's still a largely manual process. But then again, it's it's all remote, so it's like maybe all of eight steps. So
2: it's definitely something that needs to be clear cut. If you're if you're coming up with an SOP, I mean definitely come up with something clear-cut, you know, make sure mm-hmm. that they understand. Have it in writing. Right, yep. right. It needs to be in writing, you know, they need to do this before they get X, and will their their rights come after they've watched a video, or they've gone through some sort of class, or you know, you shouldn't just throw someone in a seat and say, okay, here you go.
0: Yeah, IT will be here in five minutes, etc. Yeah, don't do that. Just, like, have it ready to go for them so they can ask any questions yeah. they need to, and stuff like that. I don't know, we, we're we running hot again. We always do this. It's, it's fine. Yeah, well. Let's go on to the baddies. Okay.
2: Jaython?
1: Yeah, daddy. Baddie. So, um, oh shit, I accidentally closed the. Oh my board.
2: god, are you serious right now?
1: So, uh, I we have an article this week from DefenseOne.com, which I I assume is pretty credible. There are other sources though that I've seen for the same story. Um, Go. So the headline is computer crash wipes out years of Air Force investigation records. So, uh the US Air Force has lost records concerning 100,000 investigations into everything from workplace disputes to fraud. A database that hosts files from Air Force's Inspector General and leg- Legislative Liaison divisions became corrupted last month, destroying data created between 2004 and now, service officials said. Sorry, this is a little broken reading. Mm -hmm. Um, Neither the Air Force nor Lockheed Martin, the defense firm that runs the database, could say why it became corrupted or whether they'll be able to recover the information. Lockheed tried to recover the information for two weeks before notifying the Air Force. The Air Force has begun asking for assistance from cybersecurity professionals at the Pentagon as well as from private contractors.
0: Are you going to read this entire thing word for word?
1: No, I'm done now. Okay. So um, there, there's a much more to it. You can read it on your own if you want. That was the important part, though.
0: We'll link the article. So what's the second part of the story?
1: The second part. Well, this is a different article, but another headline. Air Force says it recovered trove of files and corrupted database. Yay. So it, apparently they're still investigating how they became corrupt in the first place but um it says through extensive data recovery efforts over the weekend and this week the air force has been able to regain access to the data in the air force inspector general automated case tracking system it's a mouthful yeah this is the first baddie i think that has a very positive outcome yeah Um, But there's something to be said for this. So um, they did have to shell out, I'm sure, a lot of money and a lot of time and effort to recover these, being as they contacted data recovery specialists and stuff like that.
0: Well, you know, they got to use those taxes somehow. Yeah, (laughs) that's obviously the best thing they could do. Zing! (laughs) Controversial! So
1: fortunately, yes, they were able to recover it in this case, but if they had a mirrored copy or something of the, the database, you know, if one copy got corrupted, the second one would be completely viable This would have been a multiple-hour issue instead of a two-week issue.
2: Well, it's still ongoing, so it's definitely not just two-week. It's, you know... Two
0: weeks at the least, yeah.
2: Two weeks at the least, yeah. I mean, you know, they could just take their RAID 1 RAID array and and just pull a hard drive every night. You're still
0: going on about that. Oh, my God we had originally had our baddie plans about this uh this one guy on reddit who has a raid one and to quote unquote back up the system he just yanks a drive and ships it off to archival it,
1: I, honestly it sounded to me like maybe he just took it home and like stuck i don't it in think his he even does
2: that i don't think he even does that i think he takes it home puts another one in there and then brings I back mean, the other one it's still off
0: site you know. but sure yeah, <laughs> you know I didn't say it was. I didn't say it was a. a g- Honestly, the whole thing's just terrible. But that's. I want to talk more about that in like a future episode where yeah, we yeah, actually definitely. talk about like, just general bad practice more than anything. Because like this was an isolated event, you know. So that's that's kind of what I was more hoping with the segment. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, uh, so that was the baddies. This is SysAdministrivia This is Brent. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Peyton. See you around.